Hello, everybody. It is Kai here, and welcome back to our Common Ground. Now, this week on Common Ground, we are going to have a bit of nostalgia factor to us because we are going to be going over Stark at Homecoming. Stark at Homecoming happened in July of 2019, and this was a very special event has because it's been that long. It has been that long. Oh my God, that that that's sorry, that's just insane because that was my first Star Kid show that I saw live. Yeah. Oh my God, like, it's, it's we're coming up on two years since it. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Like, yeah. So Star Kid Homecoming happened back in July of 2019, and as said now, uh, this was Jake's first time seeing it. So Jake actually got to saw, see the show live in person, which is absolutely incredible. I saw I saw the night it was filmed. Okay. I was at I was at the filmed show. Oh, that's exciting. I'm too far back in the audience though. You can't see me in the Which show. That is, like Yeah, but that's fair. So Star Kid Homecoming is a lot different than Star Kid Reunion because they a they brought pretty much everybody back. They were missing a few people, but there was what over 50 people that came yeah. to the show. But the few people that they were missing, they were all invited. They chose not to come or they had time conflicts or they couldn't get off work. They they didn't come for reasons. It wasn't that they could they weren't invited to be there. It's that they could not come or they chose not to come. So that's yeah. fair. So there was about 50 plus people. Um, it was more than just one show. There was what three shows? Three. Two one on Thursday, two, two on, on Friday. Friday. There was and they more. filmed part of Thursday. Yep. No. Well, no, they filmed little pieces of Thursday. Um, they filmed the first Friday show for Carlos and Brittany to be there. And then they filmed the rest of the show was the Friday evening show. Yeah. So they filmed pretty much every single show. They just took different pieces of it. And then mm -hmm. also, the other big thing is that there was no costumes or acting. It was compilations of all the shows leading up to the Harry Potters. And then after um, MAMD, they went into uh, just singing intermission. intermission. And then after intermission, they just sung different songs from the Harry Potters because that is what kind of, you know, set Stark it off yeah I and I know a lot of people who had some issues with that but I understand why they did it and I'm I like that they did it because yeah. the Harry Potters and that first Harry Potter show had one of the biggest impacts on my life that is of anything that's ever going to impact it exactly and that was something that really changed the tra trajectory of my life Exactly. And it did for like hundreds of other people. It just changed their lives so much. And it changed their lives too. They were just students and they put it up on the internet for them to be able to rewatch in the future. And it blew up on the internet. I'm so glad the world is too expensive to make DVDs for everybody. Yeah. Um, now, th th this is a fun one to do because... Homecoming in itself, it's not truly a homecoming mm -hmm. because 
It wasn't at home. That's true. It wasn't in Michigan. Michigan. It was in L.A. But the thing about that is Starkid is now based in L.A. Mm -hmm. So it is a homecoming of sorts. Exactly. And and I find this one, I find this show to have such an impact because like watching it on the DVD and watching it in person are two totally different experiences. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of people complain about like that they let the audience sing along. Which is good. They should have, they have the freedom to do so, which is a good thing. People were upset because they wanted to hear more of Star Kids singing. And I just, I don't think people understand. Like, if you go to a concert, which was basically what this was, you're going to sing along with the artist. It's what people do. Exactly. And it just, it makes a difference. And when you're standing there, you get to sing with them live. It really is impactful. Exactly. It really does change things. And it's, I mean, it's so nice to see everybody come back. And, you know, it's nice to see also, Joey gave up a lot of his songs. Exactly. Because he, well, I understand why he did that. Because he sang pretty much every song during the um, AVP, like the Potter's. He did it because he's in every show. So, like, in the first uh, set, which is the guy didn't like musicals, he gave up his song because John doesn't get to sing in that show, really. Exactly. So he gave up his lines to John so that John would get his opportunity to sing. Yeah. Um, in, I'm trying to think what's next. Firebringer, Joey has a song that he sings with Rachel, but they uh, elected to skip that song. And show other songs from this exactly um going back before that is trail to oregon mm-hmm. where joey has a lot of songs exactly because joey plays everybody else and you know he kind of let that that one kind of went to jeff because that's jeff's show which is fair um totally fair i love and like don't get me wrong as much as i love the people who were in annie I love them stopping to pull the band forward and the people that wrote that music and letting Mark, Meredith, Clark, and Nick Gage sing it. Exactly. Because that makes such an impact. That is actually their music. and That's what they get to do. Um, Coming back from that is Twisted, Mm -hmm. which Joey's not in that show. That's one of the few shows that Joey's not in. Yeah. So... It didn't matter, um, and people got to have their moments. Dylan got to have his moment, because that's one of Dylan's biggest moments, is Twisted. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I don't... Jeff had a bit of a moment in that, but he didn't have as big of a moment. As he, he did in a couple other... Because he numbers, just had yeah. all trail. Um, going back from that is Starship, mm-hmm. which is, again, mostly Joey, and Joey kind of gave it up to some other people. Exactly, which, in all honesty, as I say a lot of the time, Starship is my favorite, and the Starship number from the show was my favorite, because you got to hear it's other voices, so good. and just, ugh, it made, that, that's the one number that I listen to on an individual basis every day. On one half, I'm like, it's so good, but on the other half, I'm just like, I would have loved to hear how Joey's voice has evolved oh, yeah, from 2011 definitely. to 2019 to give us starship 
exactly. Because I think the evolution of it would have been incredible. But Alex and Mariah's voices mesh perfectly. Oh. And it was the most gorgeous singing for that song. It was beautiful. So like, bravo to the two of you. Um, I think I actually went out of order there. No. Nope. Batman. Oh, right. Batman. And then. Batman and then Starship. Um, Batman, they, you know, they brought out the normal people who are in Batman. And then instead of having Nick do it, they had Nick Gage, who wrote all the music, come up and play Robin. Which was so, which was just, uh, it, It's nice. very sweet to see. And I know um, Nick probably didn't want to be on stage and do that, which is totally fair. Which, I get it. Yeah. So giving it to Nick Gage and letting him do it, I think is such a good trade-off and so cool to see. Um, okay, so we did Starship, and, and then, then we go into, we're going to jump to MAMD, which Joey, again, if you watch it, Joey let everyone else kind of do their songs. He did one of his songs. Yeah, he opened then it. Dick takes over, and then Hart takes over, and then uh, Sally takes over, and then everybody, everybody. Oh. to go. And then we, like, cut to intermission, and when you come back, it's just this entire thing of Potter. And I love that. Like, and I yeah. know a lot of people had some issues with that. Um, you know, you haven't at that, you've seen the first Potter. Yeah, I've seen the first part. And you've seen a couple clips of the other ones. I've seen a couple clips of the third. And a couple songs now because we watched Reunion and Homecoming. Right. Um, but like, I remember watching AVPM when it like first came out when it was still Harry Potter the musical Mm -hmm. and I just think that's like getting to see them redo it all these years later and actually getting to hear like the evolution in their voices and Bonnie coming back oh that made me so happy it was amazing like I love Bonnie and she's fantastic and I know you know she didn't want to be in the third one and that's totally her prerogative nobody has to do anything but it was so nice to get to see her come back and to see the three of them like on stage doing this again, it, because that is the first thing that we know. Yeah, it made me so happy to like know that like holy crap, pretty much everyone's back. Like this is the OGs. They're singing this right now, and like so many years later, it just how did it feel I, for I'm you sad getting we didn't to get a little white lie? Oh, uh, I wish we saw a little white lie in there. <laughs> Um, it's weird getting to like see all of that because walking in, I knew what we were kind of getting into. I knew this was a concert of all the songs. Now I did not expect them to like make these beautiful medleys and kind of go through it and then like pause for an intermission and go through this whole, um, the potters. Yeah. Potters. Uh, the other thing that you don't get to see in the video that had happened is somebody proposed during intermission. And when they came back to the show, Nick got up on stage and as he was introducing things, they cut out the part where Nick congratulates them on their engagement. And it was really cute because like all the star kids were like congratulating them and it was really sweet. Aww. And like, there's just, there were so many cool things and just being there. um, So the night I went was a little bit different from the other nights. Apparently Thursday night, that line was out there singing all the songs to a point that people were recording it from the hotel across the street going, what the hell is this? 
Uh, apparently the early Friday show did that too. The late Friday show, all of us were super chill and just hanging out. That's hilarious. But like some of my favorite things about seeing shows live is seeing these like 16, 17 year olds who are there with their parents and their parents have no idea what they're about to get into. Oh yeah. And you like have this kid who's obsessed and they're talking to you and at this point, I had just met a bunch of star kids because of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, right. exhibition by TCB. And my phone went off and my background was a picture of me and Joey Richter together. And this kid who was sitting there like freaked because I had this photo of me and Joey. And I, like in my head at this point, like I had been talking I had just seen Joey and talked to him and he, he was like, yeah, I'll see you at the show. Like, it'll be a good time. And I just seen Brian and Corey and Corey Doris and Lauren and all these people who are star kids. And then like, I forget, especially nowadays, like now that I know John and I know Kurt and I know Joey, Corey and Brian and Alona Love and all of these people, yeah. I forget that like, that's not a normal thing in this fandom. Yeah, And people flip when they like see a photo of me with somebody and they're like, oh my God, you've met them. And I'm like, yeah, I've met them. It's just but like, like kind of like. But like sitting in this audience and you don't get to, you know, you don't get to hear from the audience, but sitting in this audience, I was surrounded by um, two ladies. One of them flew in from London the day before to be there. And the other one who was sitting in front of me flew in from Brazil. Yeah. People came from all over the world. I mean, we know somebody who came from Australia to yeah. come see the show live because Starkid is that big of an impact. They flew out to see a one night showing of this. Yeah. Like, like that's incredible. It's insane to think that like there's people all over the world that like will literally fly out and I know coming from me, the person who has to fly out to see the shows, it, I seem really tame about this, but like I'm in this, I'm in a similar time zone. I'm a couple hours. I'm not like two Wait, days for the thing. Like, you're also, when Stark and things happen, you're in the middle of things. So we have our New York and Chicago Star Kids. You're the same time zone as our Chicago Star Kids. Exactly. So, like, your perfect uh, time zone to watch things and do things live I'm versus, like, flying that. out or, like, trying to watch something. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. And, like, I don't have that. You know, I just, I drive a couple hours and I'm at the theater to see a show. Yeah. And this, this like, theater was gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it felt, and you can see it a little bit in the video, but it had this early 1900s feel. And you walk in and you're just hit with like this beauty, but it's not what you like expected. And some of the coolest things, and um, again, something you don't see is when people aren't on stage, they're running around the theater. So what they do is there's a little pass up in the back of the theater. That's just this little hallway on like the second floor. But when people weren't in the show, if they weren't behind the curtain right there, they were up there watching. So if you oh. turned around and looked up, you would see a bunch of the star kids standing there. That would have been so cool. Some of them were like standing there watching and it was like, what are you doing here? Um, 
And like when you're just walking around, they were some of them were outside, they were chatting. I didn't stay to stage door that day just because I it was late when the show ended and I was like, I have to get home. It's just a bad time because I have to get yeah. I I literally went home to come back up to LA the next day. Um <laughs> you know, normal things. But th- this show has like just watching it. They're watching the people who are in this have their moments, have their fun, get to show off these things. Yeah. Like, and they know how to play to their audience. Like watching um Brian and Joey, Brian and Joey, Brian and Joe do uh, different as can be. They knew that they were going to put their backs together and they knew that was going to be an impact and it was going to make people scream. Exactly. They knew when they ended the show that they had to do the okay is wonderful because that was one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. They knew what they needed to make this to be a successful show and the fun of it. Like Dylan walking around and walking in, doing his welcome all the way down the aisle. Mm-hmm. They knew that they needed that. Like they did all these really cool things. And I love that because it really impacts and makes a different impact on the yeah. show to watch it. Yeah. Another thing. And like, like, even if you didn't see it live, it's fun. Yeah. It's so fun because like I've seen this now twice. The first time I watched it, I hadn't seen as many shows. I had maybe seen like four or five shows. I hadn't seen yeah. as many as I had seen. And then after that, I continued to watch them. And then getting to go back and watch it again was just like whoa I remember the first time almost being in tears watching it and now the second time I was just like oh it it's one of those things of like when the DVD of this came out I was in another state I was visiting uh, my boyfriend in another state and he was like let's go do something and I was like the DVD literally came out I just want to sit down and like re-watch this because that was one of the greatest moments for me mm-hmm because it had such an impact and I love that star kid you know they put on this beautiful concert and I know that the original plan wasn't to record it but they got up to the point where they were going to record it and they recorded this beautiful show they could have put up a one camera and gone yeah it's recorded mm-hmm. but they pulled out multiple cameras did a beautiful recording of this show because that's what they do they give you these gorgeous shows and these gorgeous recordings and that makes it just better you get something amazing yeah and i love that because i think it really adds to the show exactly getting to see like the evolution and getting to hear a little bit about the shows and getting to see all the people and their beautiful clothing come out and do these numbers is fun yeah like and it's just funny to me to see like um you know when brian holden comes out and fire bring and you're like wow smelly balls looks really good today <laughs> yeah um, and you're like huh huh or like hmm dick is looking nice today <laughs> yeah like, it's just this funny thing when you like look at it and you're like that's just so wrong but it's just so funny funny. and then like um the joke of heart knowing how to do a box step because it's just aj yeah and aj actually went and learned how to do a box step on broadway yeah um 
and the Gilderoy monologue. AJ's Gilderoy monologue is incredible. Always, always ready. Always. Perfect. Perfect. Dude's, dude's got it down. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't even, I don't know if I can even tell you what my favorite number from Homecoming is. Yeah. Like, I don't think I know what it is because there was just too many. Yeah. Do, do you know what your favorite set of numbers was or your favorite show in the Homecoming was to see? I mean, again, all of them have such a big impact. I'm always like, if people are like, you have to pick one, I'm going to be like, oh, Starship, because it's my favorite show. But all of them were my favorite. All of them were my favorite. I guess in my, if I have to pick one thing of a show that I really loved, is Joe Walker falling off the stage. Yes. Oh my gosh. That poor soul dancing on that horrible sprain for the last show. He chose I, to. He chose to. Just, I'm, the guts he, he had, he gave it his all. He could have stopped. He didn't have to do it. He chose to do that. That's fine. Not my yeah. problem. Exactly. But it, it's just, it's so much fun to see how they've grown and, you know, one of my other favorite things is how I've grown through the years. Like watching people do these shows and being like, hmm, well, yeah, I watched that once. But seeing how they've grown with it and like watching how I've grown up with this made a bigger impact to me being able to like enjoy the music more than like the silly numbers and dances and costumes. Exactly. Like it was so great just to hear the raw like power that Stark has in their voices yeah it's just absolutely incredible and of course you know Stark it always has things that they do they're that's who they are they have fun they make fun things they show us fun shows mm-hmm. and sometimes they improv their way through it Darren um <laughs> Like, and I love the improv, you know, it makes a difference to it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like why I really am going to appreciate next week because we're starting part one of choose our destiny, which I believe is just episodes one, two, three, and four for us. We're going to split it into some, a big, uh, into smaller chunks because there are so many episodes. So I do hope you guys come back and join us on our common ground.